For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part 11 of the series. Then at Bethsaida, Yeshua heals a blind man. In Mark chapter 8, verse 22, it is written, And he came to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. Now, Yeshua was healing a literal blind man. But at the sowed level, at the deeper meaning of the text, the nation of Israel in departing from the Torah is regarded as being blind. And we can see this from the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 202, where it says, says, Rabbi Simeon, son of Yohai, taught when Israel stood before Mount Sinai and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do and obey. Exodus in chapter 24, verse 7. At that moment, there were among them none that had issue. There were no lepers. There were none that were lame. No one that was blind. No one dumb. No one deaf. There were no lunatics and no imbeciles. There were no dullards. There was no doubters. With reference to the moment where it says, and it quotes from Song of Solomon, that after they sinned, that is committed the sin of the golden calf, not many days after committing the sin of the golden calf, there were among them those that had issue, that were lepers, that were lame, that were blind, that were dumb and deaf, lunatics and dullards. Then the order was given that we see in Numbers chapter 5 verse 2. Let them put out of the camp every leper and everyone that has an issue. From the Sinchino Midrash Rabbah volume 3 page 438 we see that the nation of Israel is regarded as being blind. And the blind man is Israel because it says we grope for the wall like the blind. Yea, as they that have no eyes do we grope. We stumble as at the noonday in the twilight. And this is a quote from the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 42 verses 18 and 19 and verse 24, we can see that the nation of Israel is regarded as being deaf and blind. As it says there, hear ye deaf and look you blind. Blind that you may see. Who is blind but my servant? Or deaf as my messenger that I send? Who is blind as he that is perfect and is blind as the Lord's servant? Who gave Jacob for a spoil and Israel to the robbers? Did not the Lord? He against whom we have sinned? For they would not walk in his ways, neither were they obedient unto his Torah. 
So by not following the Torah of the God of Israel, his people are regarded as having the spiritual status of being deaf and blind. We can see how in the gathering of the exiles of Israel from the nations where they are scattered, in their return, it is associated with gathering the blind as well as the lame. Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 7 and 8. For thus says the Lord, sing with gladness for Jacob and shout among the chief of the nations, publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. So the subject is saving or redeeming the remnant of Israel, the exiles of Israel. Regarding that event, Jeremiah 31 verse 8, Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth, and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child and her that travails with child together. A great company shall return thither. Mark chapter 8 verse 22, it says, Yeshua came to Bethsaida, which means the house of fish, and they bring a blind man on the deeper meaning. It's the nation of Israel for not following Torah and besought him to touch him. Mark chapter 8 verse 23 it is written, And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he could see. Now, the literal house of Jacob is likened to an olive tree. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 16 and 17. The Lord called your name a green olive tree. And it says at the end of the verse, and the branches of it are broken. Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 17, we're told who this green olive tree is, whose branches are broken. And it speaks of the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Walking is a Hebraic idiom for following the Torah. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 6. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Psalm 119 verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3 it is written. And many people shall go and say come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach Teaches his ways, we will walk in his paths. What's walking in his paths? Out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. In Mark chapter 8, verse 24, when Yeshua then touches the blind man to heal him, this is what happens. He looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. The men is a reference to the exiles of Israel who are called men or Adam in Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 31 in Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 10. He sees them as trees. The nation of Israel is likened unto an olive tree in Jeremiah chapter 11 verses 16 and 17 and he sees men as trees walking. This is a Hebrew idiom for following the Torah. So when Yeshua healed the blind man on the deeper meaning he was making a declaration that he's the Messiah who's going to be healing the exiles of Israel by calling Causing them to return from their exile to the land of Israel. And in doing so, when they return, they will be following his Torah. The ingathering of the exiles of Israel is associated with restoration. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 10 and verse 17, it is written, Therefore fear thou not, O my servant Jacob, says the Lord, neither be dismayed, O Israel. For lo, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return and shall be in rest 
rest and be quiet and none shall make him afraid. For I will restore health unto you and I will heal you of your wounds. So in declaring that Jacob is going to return from the lands where he'd been scattered to the land of Israel, it says regarding that, I will restore health unto you. So the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel is likened unto restoration. And in Mark chapter 8, verse 25, when Yeshua heals the blind man, he is restored. Mark chapter 8, verse 25, it is written, after that, he put his hands again. This is a reference to the second coming of Yeshua upon his eyes and made him to look up for the redemption and the return of Yeshua. And he was restored. He believed that Yeshua is the Messiah and he was restored to following Yeshua's Torah. And he saw every man clearly, meaning his spiritual eyesight became clear. Let's summarize what we have learned here from Mark in chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. Yeshua is ministering at a town known as Bethsaida, which means the house of fish. Yeshua healed a blind man, which spiritually at the sowed level represents the nation of Israel while he was in Bethsaida. When the blind man on the deeper level of the nation of Israel received his sight, which represents following Torah, he saw men as trees walking. The eyes of the blind man, referring to the nation of Israel, was touched a second time by Yeshua, which represents his second coming. And the blind man, that is the nation of Israel, was restored. He believed that Yeshua is the Messiah, followed his Torah, and participated in the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. Next, we're going to look at Yeshua's miracle feeding of the multitude through the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes, as found in John in chapter 6. In John chapter 6, verse 5 and verses 8 and 9, it is written, When Yeshua then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company, or a great multitude, come unto him, he said unto Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? The five loaves represent the five books of the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The two fish represent the two houses of Israel, Ephraim, or the northern kingdom, or the ten tribes, and Judah, or the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, or the Jewish people. In Genesis chapter 48 and verse 16, Ephraim is likened unto fish. In Genesis 48 verse 16, it is written, The angel which redeemed me from all evil blessed the lads, and let my name be named on them in the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Where the King James interprets this as let them grow, in the Hebrew, the word grow is the word daga. It is the strongest number 1711 in the Hebrew dictionary. And the Hebrew word daga means fish. And we can see where the Hebrew word daga is used, meaning fish, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So in the blessing that is given to Ephraim and Manasseh in their multiplication, they're regarded as fish that do multiply in the earth. But literally, fish don't multiply in the earth. Fish multiply in the sea. So the King James did not translate this verse literally, but Ephraim and Nasa, in their blessing of multiplication, they are likened unto 
fish that multiply. There's a prophecy in Jeremiah in chapter 16, verses 14 through 16, that fishermen are going to be sent to the exiles of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 14 through 16, it is written, Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that it will no more be said, The Lord lives that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he has driven them, and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. And in returning his people to the land, it says, Behold, I will send for many fishers, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. That is why Yeshua said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. In John chapter 6, in verse 10, Yeshua said, Make the men sit down. Now, he's feeding the multitudes. And on a deeper level, the multitudes represent the ten tribes or Ephraim scattered into the nations of the world. And make the men, men in Hebrew would be Adam. And the nation of Israel is likened unto Adam in Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 31 and Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 10. Make them sit down. Sitting down is a idiom meaning teach them Torah. And the verse goes on to say, now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. Torah is learned at the feet of your teacher. Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 3, it is written, yea, he loved the people, all of his saints are in your hand, and they sat down at your feet. Everyone shall receive of your words. So the receiving of the Torah at Mount Sinai is likened to his people sitting down to receive those words. In John chapter 6 and verse 3 it is written and Yeshua went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Acts chapter 22 and verse 3 Paul is testifying and saying I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus a city in Sicilia yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the Torah of the fathers. So sitting at a feet of your teacher is a Hebrew idiom for the way in which you learn the Torah. The multitude were seated in groups of people. If we look at Mark's version in chapter 6 that is associated with John in chapter 6, in Mark chapter 6 verses 39 and 40 it is written, he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. Well, Jethro gave advice to Moses that the people should be in groups and that is how the Torah should be taught to them. In Exodus in chapter 18 verses 19 and 20 and verse 25 it is written, Hearken now unto my voice, this is Jethro speaking, I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Be thou for the people to Godward that you may bring the causes unto God and you shall teach them ordinances and Torah and you shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads of the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. So Torah is being taught to the people of the God of Israel in various group numbers. In John chapter 6 and verse 10, it says when the men sat down, there was much grass in the place. Grass symbolizes the world or the earth. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 6, it is written, the voice said, cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. Make the men sit down.
down, there was much grass in the place. And the grass represents the world and the earth. In John chapter 6 and verse 11, Yeshua took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. So the distributing of the bread on the deeper meaning, the sowed level, this is teaching you that what happened was Yeshua taught the Torah to his disciples, and he instructed his disciples that the Torah, which he taught them, was to be taught to the nations or was to be taught to the multitudes. And so the pattern that Yeshua Yeshua is giving here and what he's teaching his disciples is what I want you to do is you are to take the teachings which I am sharing you and I'm going to be instructing you in them so that you could teach them to the multitudes or the exiles of Israel. This is the picture that we are getting from these things. In John chapter 6 and verse 12 it is written, when they were filled he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that none be lost. The gathering up the fragments at the sowed level of understanding the Torah, the deeper meaning is this is a reference to gathering the exiles of Israel. Psalm 147 in verse 2 it is written, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 8, the Lord God which gathers the outcasts of Israel says, yet will I gather others to him Besides those that are gathered unto him. So when Yeshua is instructing and feeding the multitude to gather up the fragments on a deeper meaning, he's given instruction to his disciples to teach. Yeshua to the multitudes and his role to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. You're to gather the fragments. The fragments represent the remnant of Israel. Isaiah chapter 10 verses 21 and 22 it is written, the remnant shall return even the remnant of Jacob under the mighty God. For though your people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. Isaiah Isaiah chapter 11 verse 16 it is written and there shall be a highway for the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 3 it is written and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I've driven them and I will bring them again to their folds and they shall be fruitful and increase Yeshua instructed in John chapter 6 verse 12 to gather up the fragment so that none be lost. The phrase being lost is a phrase that's associated with the northern kingdom, the ten tribes, or Ephraim. Ezekiel in chapter 34, verse 11 and verse 16, it is written, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, even I will both search my sheep and seek them out. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. Ephraim is regarded as as being lost, but it should be better understood as being assimilated into the nations of the world because they're not literally lost. They just lost their identity as a people of who they are and took upon themselves the ways of the people around them. In Hosea, in chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 4, it is written, The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go take unto you a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land has committed great whoredom departing from the Lord. 
Lord. And the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel. Hosea in chapter 7 and verse 8. Ephraim has mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. Micah chapter 5 verse 7 it is written, And the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many people as a dew from the Lord, as the showers upon the grass that tarries not for man, nor waits for the sons of men. In John chapter 6 and verse 13 it is written, Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. The twelve baskets represents the twelve tribes of Israel that are going to be gathered. Now let's look at a summary of the miracle feeding of the multitudes through the loaves and the fishes. The feeding of the 5,000 represents teaching Torah to the exiles of Israel. The five loaves represents the five books of the Torah. The two fish represent the two houses of Israel, Ephraim and Judah. The grass where they were sitting represents being scattered into the world or the nations of the world. The multitude sitting down represents them being taught the Torah. Gathering the fragments represents gathering the remnant of the exiles of Israel in the end of days when Ephraim and Judah are going to return to the land of Israel and be united. The 12 baskets represents the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. The object lesson here that Yeshua is teaching in this miracle feeding is he took the loaves, which represents the Torah. He is the lawgiver. James chapter 4 verse 12. There's one lawgiver that is able to save. So Yeshua being the lawgiver, he took the bread, he distributed it. He taught Torah to his disciples. Then he instructed that the bread be given to the multitudes, that what Yeshua taught the disciples would be taught to the nations of the world. And the instruction was not only to teach them that Yeshua is the Messiah and to follow his Torah, but to gather the fragments from the feeding so that none is lost. The gathering of the fragments represents the gathering of the exiles of Israel. And the result is 12 baskets or the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. So Yeshua is instructing his disciples how to go about gathering the 12 tribes of Israel. And it will only come about when you understand who Yeshua is, that he's the lawgiver, and that you teach his Torah to the exiles of Israel. And when you do, they will repent of their sins, they will return to the Torah, and thus Thus be prepared for the ingathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. So this teaching was meant to show you examples how Yeshua's ministry at his first coming was centered and focused around his role as the Messiah to gather and unite the exiles of Israel. And what we looked at in this session, Yeshua healing a blind man at Bethsaida, and we saw that this also was at the sowed level a spiritual picture of Yeshua healing the blindness of the exiles of Israel for departing the Torah and ultimately by putting his hand upon them they could see clearly and we then finished the teaching by looking at the miracle feeding of the multitude by giving them five loaves and two fishes and saw that this also was Yeshua teaching and instructing his disciples regarding how they are to go about and to teach those who are scattered in the nations about Yeshua. And if they do it correctly, if they teach them that Yeshua
Yeshua is the Messiah and to follow his Torah, that the end result will be 12 baskets or the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now remember always these words, those who believe on him in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments because he is the lawgiver. Well, that's going to conclude part 11 of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.